This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. All right, so who else had the best weekend across the sports landscape? Let's take a look at the candidates and do a little MVP Monday. MVP Monday. Yeah, I left Jinx out of this because he pulled his feet off on Thursday. So this was not in time for that. He had what, one bet on Friday? I sure did. And I lost, so there you go. Oh, no. Actually, the night with a loss. So, uh, all right, here we go. MVP number one, Malik Monk and De'Aaron Fox of Sacramento. These guys, 45 for Monk off the bench. Fox had 42 in that epic 176-175 win over the Clippers in double overtime on Friday night. Second highest scoring game in NBA history. And it also marked the first time in Kings franchise history that two guys both scored 40 points in a game. Nominee number two, Tommy Fury, won a split decision over Jake Paul, winning two cards, 76 to 73, losing a third card to the judges, uh, 75-74. But the thing about this, it was Jake Paul's first loss. So that's why we're putting Tommy Fury in the MVP debate, because hopefully this will slow down this Jake Paul, Logan Paul train. Character. So. Yes, could be Fury. That's why he's here today. All right, nominee number three, we talked about earlier in the show. Damian Lillard of Portland dropped an NBA season high tying 71 points on Houston Sunday. 13 threes, one shy of the NBA record. 14 of 14 from the free throw line. And he breaks the Portland franchise record for points that he held at 61. He beat it by 10. 71 points tied for the eighth best all time in NBA history. And finally, I know we don't talk NASCAR a ton at all. Kyle Busch wins his 61st NASCAR race on Sunday, taking the Palo Casino 400 at Fontana. Now, that's not in itself a big deal. But with that win, Busch now has set an all-time record in NASCAR by winning at least one cup race in 19 consecutive years. And he breaks the tie that he held with the king, Richard Petty. So anytime you break one of Richard Petty's records, you probably should get nominee for MVP Monday. So there you go, Jinx. Those are your four nominees. Who do you got? Okay, I rarely do this. I don't like to go off book, but I'm going to do it here. I'm going to give the MVP to Iowa basketball, the men's and the women's teams. Unbelievable. We talked about the men's team, right? If it were just Iowa and the Hawkeyes on Saturday and what happened against Michigan State where they were down 91-78 and they go 6 of 9 from three-point land with just over a minute and a half to play. They force overtime. They win that game. But the next day, the very next day, yesterday, Caitlin Clark, all of a sudden, the Iowa women are down 83, what, 82 with under two seconds to play. She comes off a screen. She hits a three-point shot, and the Iowa women win at the buzzer. So imagine if you're a fan of Iowa basketball, you got the men with that incredible comeback. You have the women with a buzzer beater in back-to-back days. So I'm going to give it to Iowa basketball. Why not? God, you're giving it to two teams? What are you going to do? Lindsay, Break it up program. into little pieces like on Mean a Girls? Program. What do we do with a the prompting? They both play for the same school. You can give it to a program. It's not like I said here, the men from Iowa and the women from Iowa State. It's one basketball program in back-to-back days. That's amazing. Yeah, but still, MVP goes to one singular person. 
and I'm ah. looking at my watch, and you know what time it is? Dame time, baby. 71 points. We got to give it to Damian Lillard here. I don't care if it is against the Rockets. They were doing their best to guard Damian Lillard. They were guarding him at the top of the key, out to half court, but nobody could stop Damian Lillard. So I'm going to go with the guy that put up a 71 spot uh, in this win over the Rockets. That's what, the eighth most all-time uh, in NBA, NBA history? So yeah, Dame Lillard, Dame Lillard for me, MVP of the weekend. One player. Yeah, I don't blame Jinx. It's not bad. I thought about putting Iowa in, and I thought about the women, but I was like, in the end, it's just a regular season Too game. Had that been a tournament game, it would have been amazing. Had it been a tournament game, that would have been incredible. I would love to. I would love to give this to Tommy Fury just because I can't stand the Paul brothers. <laughs> and I was so happy. I don't buy the fights. I don't pay any attention to them. In fact, until Chelsea sent me an email over the weekend, I had no idea that this fight was going on. So then when I looked it up and I saw that Tommy Fury had won, I was very excited and very happy. So I put him on there. But yeah, I'm going to go with Dame as well. Anytime you set a record, eighth highest scoring game in NBA history. You end up one three-pointer shy of the NBA record. It doesn't matter if you're playing the Rockets, if you're playing the Bulls, if you're playing Boston. You put up 71, you put up 71. If it was easy, everybody would do it night in and night out against Houston. So I'm going to go with Dame Lillard as well. Good choice, Chelsea. Yeah. What is the thermometer from you guys on this fight? Because listen, I don't really care about boxing that much, and I sure as hell don't care about boxing when it's involving a YouTuber who was fighting mm -hmm. his first professional boxer, and then it's like the brother of, who's the main one, Tyson Fury? Isn't there another Fury, Fury brother that's more popular? So a lot yes. of people were talking about this fight, and listen, I just don't care. I know it's a big deal to a lot of people. I saw it trending on Twitter, but oh, yeah. you can't make me care. Well, I have to say, as I'm not a, I'll follow boxing somewhat, and I love a good prize fight like anyone else, but I was following this. I'm not a big fan of the sweet science. It certainly tailed off because of the rise of USC, and you don't have the great big-name fighters like you used to have back in the 70s, 80s, whatever. It's a different conversation, but I was definitely rooting for Tommy Fury here because Jake Paul had built this reputation and listen, good on him for finding a way to catapult himself into the spotlight, but ultimately haven't boxing anybody. I'm like, all right, great. You, you've done some training. You've gained some sort of YouTube following and now popularity. You parlayed that into a boxing career, but ultimately you haven't faced anybody. So yeah, you're getting all this attention, but what have you done? Who have you faced? So I was glad to see him actually face a boxer someone who was schooled in being a boxer someone who has a bloodline of being a boxer and who comes out and actually beats him so at least credit to jake ball he said afterwards this is a humbling experience I need to get back and figure out what went wrong well i think what went wrong is you're not really a boxer you're a youtube star who learned to box and now you got beaten but to his credit, this was an extremely close fight, was it not? It was. Because I was mm -hmm. ready to come on the show and say, yeah, get him the hell out of here. Nobody wants to see that. But I think he held his own. And after the fight, the guy was saying, the Fury guy was like, mm, I actually respect you. You had a good fight. So maybe he's decent, but he's always going to come with that qualifier. He is good for a YouTube star. Like he is not good for a boxer. 
So yeah, I am not following the end or the the continuation of the Paul brothers in the boxing ring. But I do want to bring up the golfing world because Chris Kirk mm-hmm. over the weekend won the Honda Classic in a playoff, a thrilling finish to this one. And here's the thing. It had been eight years, eight long years since Chris Kirk had won on tour. He almost lost his tour card. Uh, but this is a huge win for Chris Kirk. And Jenks, you know, at our household, we always have golf on. Jake was supposed to be giving our daughter a bath, but instead I look over and he's watching golf. And now I can't fault him because it was a very exciting finish. He's also such a great human interest story because this is a guy who had fought alcoholism for a great part of his career and then got sober, I think, four years ago. And so immediately he was asked about that after winning the tournament and said, yeah, I'm not here unless I found a way to get my life straight, to get off the bottle, to find a way to focus on my game. So good on him. It's really hard when you almost lose your tour card and you do it because you can't control your impulses. So for him to have this story, to be disciplined and to be sober now for four years, great story, well-deserved, comes home at 29 to one. Yeah, it shows the power of resilience. Uh, So a nice Mm -hmm. win for Chris Kirk. For more, listen to The Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BeckQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.